Let's eat. Welcome to Always End with Food, the food podcast coming to you from Savannah, Georgia, Austin, Texas, and the best kitchens and food spots in the world. I'm Michael. He's Alex. We're warning you ahead of time to grab a snack. October is, uh, depending on when you're listening, in the books or almost in the books. And we will chat with food lifestyle expert Brandy Malloy about some of her favorite things to do with leftover Halloween candy and more. And we'll also share everything in our plans for November, which is an awfully big food month, of course. But first, Alex, let's talk about October and the best thing we had to eat, whether it was something we made in our kitchen or went out and got. Uh, so let's start with you. What what was the best thing you had for the month of October? Yeah, surprisingly, I'm usually more of the, the go out and get it or go try mm. it kind of guy in this segment, but it was my cooking. I, I was at home. Mm. The weather was getting a little cooler. We had some rain showers come through this month in Central Texas. So I got a a little bit extra inspired to do some home-style Italian cooking. You can't go wrong there. I know you saw my amazing chicken parm, which Mm. I did the double. I did the, the air fryer oven double for the chicken parm. That was absolutely delightful. And then obviously, got to recreate mom's spaghetti sauce when you get a little homesick. It's just a lovely meat sauce with the ingredients that I absolutely can't tell you or else I'd have to kill you. But uh, good times cooking Italian. Um, I'm on a little bit of an Italian run right now. It's a- can, can you tell me, it, does the, your mom's secret spaghetti sauce, does it include tomatoes? Very much so. Yes. Okay. Very so much so. Do you have to kill me now when you told me what's in it? <laughs> yep, that's right. So the secret's out. Unfortunately, your mm. life is the cost for that one ingredient right there in the recipe. It was a but sacrifice we're on our way to find out what's in it completely. So sacrifice I was willing to make. I'm gonna ask you for another ingredient next month. <laughs> yes, sounds good. <laughs> one at a time. Uh what were you into? I think it was a little bit more dessert based for you this past month. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's always something coming out of the oven. Uh and uh this time around it was a very Decadent chocolate babka. It's the babka, uh, of course. A very famous bread made, made noteworthy from our favorite show, Seinfeld, back of in the course. day. The famous chocolate cinnamon babka instant as well. So you you went chocolate this time. How was it? You know, the first time around when I made when I made a babka, I think last last month actually in September, I think I went cinnamon. And because invariably the answer always comes back cinnamon when you wonder what is in this that makes it so good, as we know, as Jerry Seinfeld has told us numerous times. Um, but this time around, uh, it was a question. Uh, my mother was in town. It was a question of uh, what, what do you want? Do you want chocolate? And, and she, of course, said chocolate because she's a big chocolate fan. So we made chocolate babka and it was uh, it was awfully good. It's hard to understate how good this babka was. And for the simpletons at home who are about mm. to Google, like, what, what the hell is a babka? Even? Explain <laughs> so that to us. A babka is a uh, it's a Jewish bread. Um, it could be defined as a cake. It is awfully sweet, but it's enriched dough, which means it's got eggs and, and butter in there. And uh, then it's swirl. You you make chocolate like a melted chocolate down and uh put it in the kind of roll out the dough, spread it with a chocolate filling, roll it up, but you slice your log in half, turn the, the ends out. So that the, this, what the exposed layers are facing out and you twist them together and then put it in your loaf pan and then you bake it. So it's this beautiful presentation of chocolate and bread kind of swirl together. It's very sweet. It is it is a great uh, breakfast snack or morning snack or afternoon snack or dessert snack or any time of day snack. Um, 
it's just delicious at all times. Sounds amazing. And I saw on our Halloween baking championship with last uh, month's guest, Wes Dills, they were making some roll cakes in honor of Halloween on the Food mm. Network recently, too. So I love that vibe. Shout out to the chocolate babka fans out there as well. I mentioned Halloween baking because obviously it is October. Uh, curtailed and finished and bookended by Halloween on the 31st. We've had some great drafts in the last few months. It's it's only right that as we head into October now, we we have to obviously draft Halloween candy. It's mm. the elephant in the room. I feel like it's maybe one of the most drafted or, or most contentious food topics of the year, I would argue. Yeah. I, I, I would say so. Uh, and, and I just hope that one thing doesn't make either of our lists, and that is candy corn. But, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> maybe there is a, a secret candy corn fan amongst us. I, mm. I doubt it, but maybe. I, I doubt it, but maybe. It's not me. Uh, if it's you, then this podcast may end right here, right now. That may be the end of our relationship. But you know. Shout out Bratch's Candy Corn. With that being said, <laughs> let's go ahead and go to the board now. I, I want to let you know that not only have I done my three minutes of prep, mm. I had a little pre-draft consultation with the wife on what exactly to draft to. I'm fully equipped. I know that you are flying by the seat of your pants as per usual. Always. Um, So with that being said, let's do the Halloween candy draft. Uh, Who's got got the floor this time around? I feel like it's me this time around. It is. Yeah, it is. Because I remember drafting the the number one fall thing. So why don't you take it away? And I do don you the number one pick in in this year's Halloween draft. All right. So I'm not going to take what I know is your favorite candy, which actually I don't think is on a lot of other people's radars. I know you love that candy name for those French soldiers. Wow. Leave it at that because maybe you'll mention it later. I don't know. But I'm going to go with what is hands down the best candy, the number one item to get in your bag on Halloween or to take out of your kid's bag when they come home. That is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, that is kind of how I plan this out. I had a few scenarios written out and obviously one of them that was, what am I going to do when Mike picks Reese's Cups first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that is, mm-hmm. I feel like it, this is one of those Halloween candies that's really shot up in the last like 10 to 20 years. When you and I were younger and kids, I remember a lot more chocolate bars taking precedent mm-hmm. over Reese's yeah. Cups. I feel like there's been a big come up for Reese's in the last couple decades. Look, Reese's is just the best there is hands down hands down yeah okay good number one pick so i already discussed what i'm doing so i'm just i'm on autopilot because i want the best five man team of halloween candies i knew you took reese's off the board Mm. i have to take the number one chocolate candy bar off the board you know most voted on wins the most popular contest been around the longest everyone knows the commercials snickers number one pick halloween candy draft take it away that's my number one so you know what's hilarious about that is that I hate Snickers. It's one of my least favorite candy bars. And it get, this is again where the, this is where the contention begins because mm. Snickers is the most popular chocolate candy bar in the world. It is, but, but there I, are I a lot that. of people who hate it and absolutely refuse to go near the nuts at all and just mm. avoid it at all costs. Yep. Yeah. Teach their right. own. It's all right. Let's go number two. What do you got? Halloween candy uh, draft. Number two is another one of my favorite candies of all time, uh, and I'm going to stick with the chocolate candies for now, too. Um, And for this one, all you need to know is that you need to give me a break, Alex. You got to give me a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Oh, yes. I can I can still hear the whistling hymn of those lovely commercials back in the day. Mm. Uh, Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Yep. Love that. Uh, Good number two pick there. Halloween candy draft again here on Always End with Food. My number one pick was Snickers. My number two pick 
it might have been a little tease earlier there, is, is my true favorite chocolate candy bar. Maybe not everyone's, but it's definitely a top fiver. It always comes in the conversation, and you see it in many, many trick-or-treat baskets. Um, it's Three Musketeers. You, you teased it earlier. I love mm-hmm. Three Musketeers. I'm a sucker for the filling. I love it. I will literally do the psycho move where I'll actually bite off the chocolate on all corners of the Three Musketeers. And then I'm just oh, wow. left with just like a fistful of just the nougaty feel, filling. And it's absolutely amazing. So that's my number that's two crazy. Three Musketeers. That, that reminds me, I need to share this too, which will probably also be sacrilegious to many. So you eat your Three Musketeers in a odd way. I eat my Kit Kat in the sacrilegious way where I will take a bite out of two or three pieces at once. I won't break each piece off individually. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my God. What that a guy. savage you are. Jesus. At least I'm not using a fork and knife here. So oh, you even wash your hands when you go to the bathroom? My good Lord. What are you doing with those hands? Wow. Oh, there's, there's something new you learn every day. Let's go, let's go. go to round three, though. I'm, I'm curious which direction you're going to go. I'm, I, I feel like you could have you could have got these first two picks on any given day, but now, yeah. now I'm curious which way you go now. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite candies from childhood as well as as I've been doing here, um, which used to be my favorite sugar-based, not chocolate-based candy, and that is Twizzlers. Uh, Yes. I was wondering when something non-chocolate was going to come off the board. Mm -hmm. So there it is right there. It's pick number five, round three from Mike Twizzlers. Yeah, it's a classic. I mean, I mean, it's and and also I have to say, I think Twizzlers are actually best like a couple days after the package has been open. You got to let them kind of get a little stale so they're not quite as soft, a little bit Mm -hmm. chewier, kind of makes them better. Yeah, I remember kind of the little square packet Twizzlers you'd see in Mm trick-or-treating. I also remember just the long singles, too. Those were always nice. Just Mm -hmm. a long single Twizzler to kind of chew on as you went house to house. Good pick there. Mm -hmm. That's your number three pick. (sighs) You know, I'm tempted to kind of go off chocolate right now, but I'm Mm -hmm. just going to keep playing the hits because I know what's what's right out here in front of me. These are classic. They're they're in multiple varieties. I mean, you could could take the varieties, but I'm just going to take them as they are. The original... The they're great this time of year. Great holiday commercials too. I'm taking M and M's off the board. It's my number mm. three Halloween candy. They're versatile. You can pop a bunch in at once. You know they're not bite for bite. You can throw ten of them in your mouth. You can throw more. You can go crazy. It's a good versatile candy. They're classic. Got to take M and M's. My third pick. It, it's just kind of the marketing campaign of M and M's has always been on point, and it certainly is just a classic candy. <laughs> I have like a really sad, sadly, like large visceral reaction when I see those M&M Christmas commercials. It gets me so unnecessarily giddy for the holidays. I don't know Mm. why. It just like it just sets something off in my brain, my childhood. I appreciate, too, that M&M's typically still plays around Christmas. The same ad with Santa where they say to each other, oh, he does exist. They do exist. You know, the ad I'm talking about. And that's yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like getting excited for it already. It's only Halloween. Love that. We still got another month to go before we're in Christmas season. You got you to gotta let it – you got to deep breaths, Alex. Deep breaths. It's okay. Uh, so I, I'm on to my number four pick here. Yep. Um, 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 this is what happens when I have to just go by the seat of my pants. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to go very kind of classical, plain, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with sugar. And I'm going to go with a candy that I do not like, but I know a lot of people do. Oh, he's pandering. Here we go. Skittles. 
Yep. I mean, that was on my board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm crossing <laughs> it off right now. I mean, I don't know. If, I wasn't sure if it was top five, but it, it may have been in certain situations based on the draft order. So that is a solid pick. A lot of Skittles mm. fans out there. Hashtag taste the rainbow. Really it's classic. So can, can I can I just say is this since we're on the, the topic of advertisements for candy, one of my favorite Skittles ads that they ran that they ran for like a week and then they changed the ad was, was something where, you know, two kids were taught someone had Skittle pox or something and some and then and then they kissed each other. And and then the other kid got Skittle Pox too, and it was you know it was that sort of thing. But the tagline at the end was "Kiss the Rainbow, French the Rainbow." Oh wow, very yeah. aggressive. Uh, they got very after aggressive. like a week that ad that changed that tagline went away. So <laughs> very interesting nugget there. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Love the commercial tidbits from us in our Halloween draft uh, round four pick number eight for myself. There's a few more chocolate options out there. Mm, I there could are. I could I could take my favorite non-chocolate option right now okay and i will pandering to the crowd mm, candy dude. that's very popular in 2021 and just very with the times gonna take sour patch kids off mm. the board no, not necessarily maybe one of the first non-chocolate you know sour candies you find on halloween but if you get it and you get a good mini pack of sour patch you, you definitely feel like you found something and that's a that's a great candy for for your halloween basket so i'm taking sour patch kids with my fourth pick let's go to the final round of our halloween candy draft mike number five take it away all right, bring it up the rear of the picks. This is where it gets difficult, isn't it? Um, especially since I, I didn't I didn't do any research. I didn't. Now I'm take, wondering if you you're going to take Apple off the board. I'm very curious about that. Um, uh, you know, you know, if I was going to take apples, <laughs> I, I would have taken raisins, um, oranges. Um, you know, instead of tricks, you got to you know, treats. You got to do tricks or the, know, all that stuff. Not worth it. Um, I, I think that there, there's 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 options here. Obviously, uh, I could go back to what I was thinking for the last pick. I could go plain. Um, I could go in a completely different direction too and do something more niche. But I think I'm gonna go plain. I'm gonna go with just your good old fashioned Hershey bar. Also, that was on my board, Mike. So you're you're finding the right answers, even though you're kind of going by the seat mm. of your pants right now. That was out there for me. That was an option for my fifth round pick. That's a classic. I mean, that's just like, that's like picking chocolate ice cream in an ice cream draft. You know, you you, Mm -hmm. you can't go wrong with just a classic milk chocolate bar at the end of the night on Halloween. So good pick there to round out year five. I'm going to round up my five. I've decided that you're a little more niche. You've got maybe a little bit better variety, but you know what I have? I've just got a super team. Uh, of chocolate so i'm taking milky way with my fifth pick Mm. i'm just i'm going i'm putting all the superstars on one court and i know there's only one basketball but we're going to figure out if it works so that's a wrap on our halloween candy draft mike i'll let you read your board first what do you got first of all honorable mention that i'm realizing is missing from this list which is surprising is the twix Oh yeah, uh, I mean, the rest plain. of my board was Twix and Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls are super plain. They really are. They are not too far that's off. It. From the that's what bar. kids are getting from our house this year. Uh, the off the radar. Shout out to Mrs. Hemingway in my neighborhood. Growing up, she made uh, caramel popcorn balls mm. homemade mm-hmm. that she would hand out to all the kids in the neighborhood. That's just yep. way off the radar. And yeah, yep. shout out to Mr. Hayes who who would put apples in the Halloween basket every once in a while. I would take one just to like blow their mind and just be like, yeah, I just took an apple i I also took two pieces of chocolate when you weren't looking but i took an apple too so so there you go (laughs) 
Uh, what, what, what's your board looking like here? Read it off one more time for both. All right, let's recap my five top five Halloween candies, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kat Bars, Twizzlers, Skittles, and the always classic Hershey Bar. Yes, and my five Halloween candies this year's draft, Snickers, Three Musketeers, M&M's, Sour Patch Kids, and Milky Way. That's a super team right there. Check out Always End With Food Pod on Instagram. Uh, We'll definitely post there. You can vote. Let your voice be heard. Tell us who won. Leave a comment and let us know whose Halloween basket is more lit this season. I like my chances in this one, but we'll see what the people say. Everyone who votes for me may or may not get sent to them a Reese's peanut butter cup. Interesting. A little bit of a bribery there. I'm not going to keep any promises. I know I can't necessarily pay off. So I'm just going to say just examine the teams and make the decision for yourself out there. But You you uh, make whatever decision you want. But if you vote for me, there is um, a 1% possibility that you could get a Reese's (laughs) peanut butter cup sent to you. (laughs) Love that. Happy Halloween from all of us at Always End With Food. Looking forward to devouring. I mean, I I, we have. Let's just face it. You you only end up giving away like twenty five percent of the candy you buy anyway. So really, November ends just ends up just being the month where we all just eat the extra Halloween candy. So look forward to that as well. Really, when we do this, this makes me you know wonder why I don't have a kid yet, so that I can go get candy from other houses. Yes. Nice segue, too, because our guest this week has a, a mm. fantastic little idea for that they leftover do. Halloween candy as That's well. That's right. Let's uh, let's head to the table. Uh, and like you said, Alex, uh, th- this week's guest has uh, a lot of great ideas of what to do with leftover Halloween candy. If you have any um, has uh, let's let's us know a lot of other great things about the upcoming holidays. And it's a good friend of ours as well from uh, Course of Life. It's a uh, blogger, Brandy Malloy. Yeah, she's been all over TV the past year. Saw her on Dr. Phil, Kelly Clarkson, E. Daily Pop. She's all over the place, and it's great to have her back on. Uh, after a year uh, ago, she was on Course of Life. Glad to have her on the food podcast as well. We talked Halloween candy, s'mores, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, and those lovely holiday debates that, that you love to get in with your family as well. We, we uncover all that. Really good conversation coming your way. We'll get to that conversation in just a moment, but we want to let you know that it is brought to you by our friends at Tosi Bites. They are the perfect on-the-go snack, the Tosi Super Bites. They're crunchy, delicious, shockingly good for you, plus they don't melt. You can keep them in your golf bag, gym bag, or your car, and they're ready to go. Top four flavors are almond, peanut, dark chocolate, cashew, coconut, almond, blueberry. They also have a new peanut butter and jelly flavor as well. Um, a lot of great stuff. And you can save 20% off your order at Tosi.com slash C-O-L or just go ahead and use a promo code C-O-L 20. Again, that's 20% off. Head on over to Tosi.com slash C-O-L to save that on some incredible snacks. Next up, we have one of our favorite follows. No, scratch that. Our favorite follow on Instagram for recipes, fun ideas, decorations year-round. But this time of year is when she especially thrives during the holidays. I can't believe it's been a year since we last talked, but it's TV host Brandy Malloy joining us. Brandy, it's great to hear from you again. How is everything? Thanks for having me. You're so sweet. Things are good. I love that you said uh, I thrive during the holidays. I don't know about that. It just feels like it. It, like our summer was just here and now it's over. 
Enough. I'm still holding on. <laughs> <laughs> you are. And uh, in terms of life updates for you, you've done a whole bunch of content, which we'll get to. But you recently had an anniversary as well. Congrats on five years being married. I know you've had Thank kind you. of a whirlwind five years to get where we are now. But but how is everything at home in California with your husband and the kids now? Good. Things are good. I mean, I can't complain where I, I find myself going to the beach as often as possible. That kind of was, I, I used to always go with the kids and now it's like, you know what, I'm going to go in the mornings when everyone's asleep and just enjoy the quiet and the stillness. Um, but yeah, they're keeping me busy. Millie is in school now. And so my four-year-old is in pre-K. Um, my two-year-old is at home and yeah, we are busy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And Sunny is at yeah, too, like you mentioned, Millie. Now I see her working in the garden and Sonny's doing a lot more in the kitchen. We talked last time kind of about how you love to get your kids involved around the house. It seems like now, now since a year's passed, they're both doing even more around there, aren't they? I know. And you know what? It's, it's funny because I'm really big into independence and autonomy and just making sure that my kids know that they can do anything. And sometimes you really have to have patience because one of them will see that the other's helping me. And then they both want me to grab their toddler stools and they both want to stir. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, Millie can make her own avocado toast and Sunny helps me make eggs. And it's, it's really great. I think it's so important that my children feel capable in our home. That's awesome. Again, it's Brandy Malloy on IG. That's Brandy, M-I-L-L-O-Y. Great parenting content in addition to all the food content that we love. You've seen her on food TV, all sorts of talk shows. I think in the last year, I saw (laughs) Dr. Phil and E. Daily Pop and Kelly Clarkson as well too. It's funny, we talked last year about how all of the content was like remote, at home, Zoom calls and whatnot. It's gone a little bit more back to some in-person content. What's been the mix like for you and what's it like kind of getting back out in front of people for real. Well, you know, what's interesting, Alex, is it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. You're still going to do a PCR test two days before you go to set. And you're going to do a rapid test the morning of. (laughs) Then you're wearing a mask and a shield. So um, it's, it's a lot, but it's so great to be back on set with people and just sharing that energy and being able to connect and create together. That's awesome. And I know uh, you do a great job of balancing it all. It's tricky at times. I appreciate, though, that you're very real on social media. Uh, this past week, you had a great realness post about life and parenting and you know, the joys of home ownership as well, too. People pr- often wonder and kind of ask like how you make the time to balance it all. But um, kind of what, what are your suggestions for, for the parents out there, especially maybe when you're having not your greatest week on the home front? I know. I think it's so important to think back to the newborn stage and how tomorrow is a new day. It's, it's still that way, no matter if your kid is in middle school or beyond, like you might have a really, really hard day, but what's great is tomorrow is a new day and you can totally rebound from it. Um, and something that I try to practice is just remembering that when I look back on even last year, there were so many amazing moments and I think, Oh my gosh, those were the good old days. And this was such a great moment and all these memories. And then time just goes by so quickly. And so trying to really be grateful and present and think that in the moment you're in is the best moment. And it is the good old days when you're in it, as opposed to like wanting and, and, you know, yearning for other things and, and wishing time would pass. Um, pass and just being more grateful for the abundance that you have. 
Love that. Definitely appreciate the little things. Hold on to those moments because they all do matter the same. I appreciate that Mm -hmm. from Brandy Malloy. All right, let's get to a little bit of the teaser of the holiday talk that I wanted to get to. I noticed you were very busy and started your holiday season nice and early doing a holiday (laughs) shoot with your partners at World Market. I love that partnership you do, highlighting everything they have to offer. And and I noticed that you posed the question earlier in fall about, you know, how early is too early for Christmas? I'm curious, you know, where do you stand? I think you know where I stand, but where do you stand? And what were the results of that poll from your fans out there? You know, I think the last two years have been tremendously stressful and weird and hard and lovely and all the emotions that everyone just wants all the feel good content. They want the holidays. They want the magic. And so a lot of my community, they were not surprised. I had a Christmas tree up before October (laughs) because I was shooting holiday content. But for me, I love to savor each and every chapter And it did give me like this fun little, it did give me a a really great feeling in my heart. And I kind of got butterflies about the Christmas season and, and all those magical moments when I had my tree up for these world market shoots. But then I, I wanted to put it away after the shoot because I really wanted to focus on the fall and just the feeling of the weather changing here. And, um, our family's going to dress up as a family this year and we've never done that before. And then Mm. Thanksgiving is its own beautiful holiday. So I like to just, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, but you best believe probably like the day after Thanksgiving, I'm going to just transform my entire home into a winter wonderland. Even the kids have tiny little trees for their rooms. (laughs) Nice. Fair enough. Yeah. We did just say live in the moment. So I guess we can't skip all the way to Christmas quite yet, but the decorations will go up regardless. So it definitely is officially holiday time since you're listening to this now. And and let's talk about the the fall vibes as well too. We have a real cool partner here on the podcast. It's City Bonfires. They make these portable reusable fires. I know those guys. They are really great for s'mores. Now, one thing I saw you post recently on your Instagram is the thought process of just kind of rethinking s'mores and maybe going a little bit outside the box. Take everyone maybe like one step outside the box of what your traditional s'more setup looks like and some cool things that we could add in this fall. Oh yeah. I mean, longer the days of just grabbing some graham crackers and regular marshmallows and Hershey's chocolate. For me, it's all about building the ultimate s'mores bar. And so you allow your friends and family to just build their own combination. Some of my favorites involve a lot of salty sweets. So I love using Ritz crackers, butter crackers, Biscoff cookies, Walker shortbread, and then chocolate. You can really go wild. I mean, there's so many amazing salty sweet chocolates, caramel chocolates, nutty chocolates. And then as far as the marshmallows, it really just depends on what you're into. I mean, I love the jumbo marshmallows because I'm a big marshmallow person. I'd love to get them super toasty and almost burned. Yes, Um, Yes. But you can also have fun with the kind of marshmallows you use. You know, there's all these flavors of marshmallows, but I would challenge listeners to really think about those salty, sweet snacks that you crave and have fun in the chocolate aisle. Uh, even some of those fruity chocolate bars that have like nuts and cranberries and, and squish them, you know, make a s'more, squish it together, close your eyes and just let your taste buds tell you what's going on because it's so fun to come up with your own combos. How bad could that be, right? And I love the idea of the <laughs> other breads in, instead of the the graham crackers. That's that wasn't even thinking on that level. So I appreciate that tip too. Yeah, and, and, and it is that that time right now. Here we are. It's end of Halloween as we're listening to this uh, Halloween week. In fact, 
So the, the kids are coming home with, with too much candy. They, they think they can eat it all. They probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, what, what are your tips for kind of, you know, negotiating maybe Halloween and then kind of like, what are the plans afterwards when we've got the extra candy? Do you have any creative ways to kind of reuse it or put it in recipes? What, 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 what are, what are good people at home out there? Sure. Well, Alex, you cannot buy candy you don't like. So if you're trying to be cheap and just get bags of candy that you really don't care about, you're doing it wrong. And all the kids in your neighborhood are going to, you know, know exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Have you seen that meme where it's like all the pictures of the kind of candies and it's like the old timer, you know, the, the traditionalist. And then the legend is the person that has the super size chocolate bars. Oh yes. Uh, I I love that one. In every neighborhood. Hopefully you know know. that person in your life. I know. Well, I think my goal is to be that person. Like I want to be that person. I want all the kids to be talking about my house. Um, you know, one of my favorite go-tos is making holiday bark. And it is the easiest recipe. I'll tell you too, holiday bark and then Rocky Road. So holiday bark is literally just melted chocolate with all sorts of fun mix-ins. I would just chop up any of my leftover chocolate candies. I've even done it with gummy bears if you're doing white chocolate. So kind of imagine white chocolate bark. So it's melted white chocolate with your sour patch and your sour punch straws and gummy bears. Yeah. It's so good. And then when it comes to the chocolate one, I would just do all the chocolate candies that you have. Um, and so you melt the chocolate, you toss it in, you spread it out on a baking sheet and let it firm up in the fridge and then kind of break it apart. And actually that's a really great gift to give to your neighbors or your friends. You put it in little cello bags and you have this really cool edible gift and no one needs to know it's Halloween candy. My other idea, and I, I'm pretty sure I have this recipe on my Instagram or my website is Rocky road. And here in the U S we think of Rocky road as like a marshmallow and chocolate and peanut concoction. But in Europe, Rocky road is a really beautiful dessert. And it's typically white chocolate with marshmallows and pistachios and dried cranberries. Um, And then you can add in a whole bunch of different candies. And so I love to repurpose my Halloween candy into really cool decadent treats. Um, And then another thing is I'm sure if you guys, um, you guys can Google it, but there's a lot of cool nonprofits that love taking leftover Halloween candy uh, for their, you know, youth, or I know a lot of the veterans organizations that I've worked with, they use them for care packages. So there's definitely some really purposeful things you can do with your leftover Halloween candy. Nice. I love those ideas. And the bark sounds phenomenal. It sounds like that could be pretty photogenic for everyone out there at home too, who's looking to make something uh, that's cool for the content game, which I know you're great at. I'm I'm curious (laughs) when you're making all these desserts though, a question I haven't asked you yet, you know, you are making these desserts and you're making lots of things with the idea that there's going to be photos and video taken and for their for content. How much of that kind of goes into your cooking and how you're prepping the food? Are you kind of looking at it through the lens of a camera or kind of more so with your taste buds or, or a mix of both? You know, it's, it's a mix of both because I, I'm really, you know, the same person on the court as I am off the court. And so <laughs> nice. for me, like I can't not be a producer. I can't not be a director and it's actually brutal. It's so hard for me to do things and not capture content. And so the other week I went to a bachelorette and I made this huge charcuterie board and I was just like, Oh my God, I need to time-lapse this. I need to do this. And what's funny is 
the bride was my producer at another studio. And it's like, she read my mind and she grabbed her camera and said, well, we need to time lapse this. And then my, you know, in my, in my heart, I was like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Because I don't want to be the freak at a bachelorette <laughs> party. That's like, excuse me, guys, I need to get my shots before you can eat this. But we did it. And that's a real now. Yeah. Once you're, once you're in this content game, it's just hard to keep your eyes off at, at any moment. I, I definitely know. feel you on that. Very cool. Again, joined by Brandy Malloy here, food lifestyle parenting expert, Brandy Malloy on Instagram. Um, let's talk about uh, flipping the page to Thanksgiving. So uh, October, late October is when I kind of start thinking about Thanksgiving, which is where we are right now. I'm mm-hmm. curious at Malloy household, do you like to do the same kind of Thanksgiving uh, dinner each year? Or do you like to mix up with themes? I've been finding that I've been going to kind of different themed turkeys. I'm going to go Southern and Cajun this year with some of my sides. Uh, nice. What's the preference for your, for your end on Thanksgiving? All right, Alex, I'm such a creature of habit. Like I'm the kind of person that once I find my restaurant, I order the same thing. And then if friends come, you know, I'll, I'll make them order different things and I want to try it, but I'm totally a creature of habit when it comes to holidays, except I might have fun with one or two sides or one or two desserts. So that's kind of as far as I go, because for me, there's such a comfort level attached to the experience of the holidays that I just don't want to mess with it too much. It's hard. Like, and, and even when I'm not hosting, when I go to my mother-in-law's, if she tries to add anything different or she's like, Oh, I didn't do mashed potatoes because we did Mac and cheese. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, how can I possibly eat in circles now? Because the side that I was craving and so excited about, you didn't make. So sometimes I even ask ahead of time if we're not hosting, like, hey, so what's on the menu? Because I just want to make sure that, you know, the things I'm looking forward to are going to make an appearance. Um, I'm I'm, a sucker for the tradition. Definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> nice. One one cool thing I'm, I know I'm going to do for Thanksgiving is I'm going to kind of rethink the traditional mashed potatoes, which I know might scare you, but I'm just going to do some loaded baked potatoes and do like a little baked potato oh, bar yes. for myself and friends and family. One cool thing that I saw that you put up recently on your Instagram is you kind of flipped a potato dish and created a really neat football food dish. And it was some sort of like a loaded potato dip, right? Where you describe what, what went into that. Yes. amazing. Oh, well, I mean, I have such, I love potatoes so much. I mean, that is just one of my favorite foods ever. And so I decided to make a baked potato dip. And so it's all the things that you would put in a loaded baked potato. So the sour cream, the cheese, chives, if you want, garlic, um, bacon, of course, different cheeses. And I made it into this luscious dip. And the way that I like to serve it is with waffle fries or little tater tots. And it is so good. Um, And actually, I think it would be a fantastic appetizer for Thanksgiving. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to trying different <laughs> variations of that this season and all football season too. I think that goes really well for, for a Saturday or Sunday on the couch. Uh, all right, Absolutely. let's get to some stuff for, for this holiday as well too, because I know you're always trying to stay on top of what's next. I know last winter I saw you making cocoa bombs on the Kelly Clarkson show. So awesome to see you on that show. What, what was that like be, being on set there with Kelly? Oh my goodness. She's the best. I mean, she's just so relatable, down to earth, approachable. Her entire team is just so happy. They love their job and she really knows how to run a show. She does a a great job of it. And it was, it was such a cool experience. Um, it was fun and silly and, uh, those chocolate bombs are just fun in itself. I mean, that recipe, you can't not have fun making something that just 
melts and explodes and puffs up all these marshmallows. So if you guys didn't get a chance to make that last year, the recipe that I have is just really, really simple. And yeah, it was so much fun. Nice. Um, so I'm curious on the heels of that. I'm sure people will be trying that again this winter, but what's up next uh, food trend wise, whether it's holiday related or not, what, what's kind of around the corner that you have your eyes on? You know, I think there's a lot going on with, with different produce. And so I feel like what I'm seeing more of is vegetarian dishes. That's, that's a huge hot trend right now. I feel like everyone that I'm following is always trying to push the envelope with what can we do to these vegetables? What can we do with zucchini? What can we do with kelp? Um, and so that's something that I'm, that I'm seeing a lot of is less meat and more vegetables. And then I don't know if I mentioned this last year, but being someone that's half Filipino, I'm seeing a lot of Asian and Filipino flavors happening. Um, and, and so, you know, the adobo flavors, a lot of the desserts that they have, um, the spices that are used in Filipino foods, that's really becoming more popular. Nice. I'm okay with a little extra spice. That's exciting to hear. So I'll look forward to that trend. Uh, speaking of the health and the vegetarian, one healthy thing that I know you and I have a mutual obsession for, because I can just tell it's all over your content, is mango. Oh. I, I, oh. I get sliced mango. I get mango margs. I get dried mango. I get whole mangoes that are ripe and fresh. And I also get dried mango. My wife just doesn't understand it, but I'm obsessed with them. Uh, oh, tell me about course. all the fun things you've been doing with mango and your content, because I've seen it everywhere on your feed. Well, Alex, it's so weird because as I was talking about those trends, I was thinking of mango. That's so crazy. Um, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I'm here for a mango uh, I, trend too. I know. Well, I'm the same. I'm the same as you. I love it dried. I love fresh mango. And there's so many different varietals um, of mango. For me, I've been really having fun using it in sauces, in salsas, in cocktails, um, you know, people just think of it as something traditionally that you can enjoy by itself, but it's really lovely with different proteins. Um, and you know, I, I even would dare say I've been working on something where adding it to pizza, which I know sounds a little weird, but if you're someone that's okay with the whole pineapple pizza idea, not as your like main pizza, but just, you know, as something, I actually think that mango wouldn't be a bad one to try. Oh, wow. Is that weird? That's a, Is that so crazy? Thought. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm ready. For, I'm ready to try that. I don't know if a lot of people are, but I'm ready for that. Okay. I'm, I think I'm, it would I'm have to be spicy. Mango pizza once we, once we get off here. <laughs> That's the thing. To be a food trend expert, you really have to be weird. Nice. I love that. appreciate the weird Brandy Malloy. It's been so much fun having you. Let's do a few holiday rapid fire questions real quick. I, I think I know the answer to the first one though. Uh, is it just Turkey at the Thanksgiving table or do you do other meats as well for the crowd? Oh gosh. Are you kidding me? I got to do everything. I, there's always something <laughs> else. You know, there's ham for my dad cause he loves a ham sandwich the day after. And then sometimes Mr. A, my husband will decide to do some crab legs just because he likes to show off. Yes. Uh, you know, I've done like some Cornish game hen just cause they're cute and delicious too. So I do whatever the people want me to do. I'm, I'm literally a slave for my family. <laughs> All the meats love it. And then, uh, presents, <laughs> presents on Christmas Eve, Christmas day or both. Ooh, 
For me, Christmas Day, and I'm really strict about the gift giving because my children have both sets of grandparents that love to spoil them. So my kids get three gifts, just like Jesus from my husband and I, and they might get a pair of like matching pajamas in the beginning of December. We are not big gift people over here. I always remind them like your gift is this house. It's, it's fresh water, you know, like it, you shouldn't even be excited about the gifts. It's the fact that we're together as a family and everyone's safe and healthy. So nice. um, keep keeping them really going. Love. I love that too. Yeah. Power, power to you there. Love that. And then yeah. the final one I got to ask, always a debate throughout the entire holiday season, uh, decorations, leaving them up past new year's or we got to take them down right after Christmas. Ooh, it depends on my energy level. To be honest, I'm not opposed to leaving them after the first, but by the first week of Jan, they're gone. So, you know, if we go out of town after Christmas or, um, but you know, depending on the, the day that Christmas is like, if, what is it this year? I'm going to look really quick. Okay. So this year it's on a Saturday. I feel like I'm probably going to leave it a week. I'm going to leave it until the following Saturday, which is January 1st. And then it's gone. Yeah. I'll start having that conversation the first weekend in January. We can agree to that for sure. Okay. Brandy, okay. Brandy, thank <laughs> you so much for hopping on the podcast with us. It's great to have you back. Can't believe it's been a year since we caught up, but best of luck with all of your content. Say hello to the family and uh, we'll connect again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. And we're back. Uh, Alex, when does your Christmas stuff go up in your house? Lay it on right now. Tell us when it's going up. Yeah, I made my, my voice pretty clear there. I'm a November guy. And, and yes, in most recent years, I'm pre-Thanksgiving, which does rugs, rub some people the wrong way. Mm. But when we're about a week removed from Halloween, I got news for you. We do the flip. It'll be probably the weekend after Halloween. Uh, it fits nicely on the calendar, but... It's happening pre-Thanksgiving. It used to not, but I don't know. Just something got into me. The, the holiday spirit catches a hold a little bit earlier, but that's my timeline these days. How, how strict is, is your family on this? Where do you sit here? So the exterior lights I'm willing to see go up sometime in mid-November. Okay. Uh, right. The yeah. interior decorations I prefer not to see until after Thanksgiving and my birthday. The only thing that's different, actually, my wife likes to get them up as, as quickly as possible and she thankfully holds off. But then the thing is that like then we get to Christmas and I like to leave them up until after New Year's, take them down you know, a day or two after the, the calendar flips, but because yeah, Brandy, che Brandy checked the calendar and it was a mm -hmm. Saturday Christmas. So she said it was a Saturday new year's day. So she was kind of debating, is it going to be the first and the second of January? Or do you give one more week? Time yeah. will tell, I guess. Um, but the wife loves to rip them down on the 26th. And, and <laughs> yes. it's like, and it's, it's, it's because she's, you know, the, she's in the middle of the semesters, uh, with teaching and she's got nothing else to do and she needs something to do. So she wants to take everything down. <laughs> Yep, just like my mom growing up. That sounds very, very familiar. Thanks yep. again to Brandy Malloy for joining us. Love featuring uh, her and her content as well, too. She's a great follow, especially this holiday season. All the recipes and tips coming your way to make this holiday season a little less stressful in the kitchen. Uh, indeed. Let's uh, talk about a brand new segment we're rolling out here on the podcast. Um we don't have a name for it. We need a name for it. Not but fully named. I just kind of roughly it. called you know, it the food challenge. Food I don't challenge. know. Go do this. Try that. Something. We'll we'll get creative. It'll 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 come to us in the coming yeah. weeks. Basically, what we're going to do is for the next month, 
Uh, we're going to be challenged right now on this podcast to do something with food. Typically, Alex is the trier to go out and try it. So I'm going to give him something he's got to go get. Uh, I'm usually the maker. So Alex is going to challenge me to make something in my kitchen. And we'll uh, we'll give some updates on social uh, and we'll report back on a next month podcast. That's that's the whole idea here. Definitely. Yeah, I got I got one for you. Okay. Way, as soon as you brought this up, I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is the perfect month for you to try this because this is outside the box for you. Definitely. Yeah. What, what, you, got what thanks, we got. You, you got holidays. You got Thanksgiving coming mm-hmm. up this month. Yep. You have your birthday as My well. Birthday. Too. This right. is time to celebrate you, Mike. Mm. It, it's time to celebrate. It's always and, time to celebrate me. And, <laughs> and, and you're going to celebrate responsibly. You always yeah, do celebrate do. responsibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not a drinker yourself, no. alcohol-wise. However, you know what has really taken off recently? And I've started Mo- mocktails. to Mocktails are huge right now. Are non-alcoholic yeah. cocktails, a.k.a. Mocktails. mocktails. Yep. They are absolutely mammoth. There's mocktail bars mm-hmm. popping up all over the place. I don't know if you've got one in Savannah yet, but there's a no. couple here S- in Austin. Savannah's a big party town. It's all alcoholic bars here. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Hopefully one day your time comes. But regardless, I'm challenging you, Mike, to make yourself a unique mocktail that I want to see on the Instagram. Mm. I want it to be a mocktail. It could really be of any nature, however you want to compose it. I think it could be fall themed. I think you could go with a lot of different flavors of fall and maybe do something fall themed. I'll leave, I'll leave the interpretation open to you. Okay. But you're you're the non-drinker. However, I want to see you craft a, a lovely looking cocktail. Okay. I think you can make it look nice too. I, I want you to pretend like for a day you're you're bartending and it's the most mm. important gig of your life. How I guess that? what that means is I need to go out and get a shaker because I don't even have a we don't have a Not, shaker. Maybe. And what's hilarious maybe. is that we were just cleaning out uh, the grandmother's house after she moved up north. And uh, what did we see there? A cocktail shaker. And I said to my wife, oh, we don't have one of these. We should probably take it. And we went, no, we're never going to use it. So we left <sighs> it. <laughs> <laughs> funny how the world works it's, and now Always. it's mocktail season Always. just like that funny how time turns but i won't do this the basic but always fantastic uh shirley temple i won't do one of those but that is always a winner that always. is yeah <laughs> that's fall adjacent you could you could use some flavors and yeah, color yeah, that you yeah. see in the shirley temple but I, I i like your creativity this month so let's yeah. see what you, you we'll come up I... with for a mocktail and you'll see it on instagram at always end with food pod yeah. Uh, as for you, uh, I, I want you to try something. I'm trying to figure out something that fits within one of the numerous uh, November food holidays. Oh, geez. There's there's such days as uh, November 1st is National Bison Day. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> November I've, th- had bison. I've had bison. I, I don't know well. how I can get it now, but I have had it. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. November 3rd is National Sandwich Day. Um, mm-hmm. November 5th, National Chinese Takeout Day. Okay. Um, November 12th, National Pizza with the Works, except Anchovies Day. Um, There's just a whole lot going on. November 15th, National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day, which is probably when you need to clean it out so you can get it ready for Thanksgiving. Wow, so you talked to my wife before this, didn't you? Mm. You want want the (laughs) food cleaned up, clearly. (laughs) That may need to happen, however... Uh, um, that, 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 I don't know. You, you could pick one for me. That pizza yeah. idea sounds intriguing. The pizza one sounds Run that intriguing. Back one more time. Um, but, but I'm, I'm going to go a little crazier on you and this might be cruel. Okay. I hope Do you it. don't, I hope you don't get mad at me for this. November 24th. And this doesn't have to happen on November 24th. November 24th is national sardines day. 
Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> totally up for a food just, challenge. Yeah. I, sardines, I don't know if I've actually consumed one in my life. I don't. I've had anchovies, yeah, obviously. I've had anchovies, and good Caesar dressings actually have anchovies in them, too, or anchovies on top yes. of a good Caesar salad. Sardines, I don't think I've had either. Um, so I'm challenging you to just do something with sardines, whether you go out in a restaurant and find them somewhere, or you get a can of them, bring them home and do it yourself with sardines. Um, yep. I think the yeah. content move is obviously I'm just going to down one just raw, just as, as is. Cause that's yep. what the world wants to see. That, maybe I'll get actually, a little creative yeah. and do a dish with them as well too. There we go. Why not? Like that. <laughs> sardines in November. Okay. Why not? I like that. All right. It's on the agenda. Book it. So that was this month's challenges. Uh, mocktail coming your way and sardines coming my way. Check us out at always end with food food pod on Instagram to see what happens there. Let's uh, wrap up this month's episode by talking about what our big plans are for the month of November. Um, It's a big food month for me because in the beginning of the month is the wife's birthday. And then of course I have Thanksgiving and my birthday late Uh, looking like we're going to do a friends giving for Thanksgiving as well. Um, So still trying to figure out what turkey I'm going to do. I'm thinking because we're going to have so many people, I'm going to have to utilize the grill for the turkey. Um, So I might even go super crazy and do a spatchcock turkey. Yeah, go like way out there. I mean, why not? Put some grill marks in the Thanksgiving Day turkey. Now that is intriguing. My dad one time did a smoked turkey for Thanksgiving. And honestly, I, I did not like it at all. It was too smoky. I was not a big fan. Yeah, uh, we leave that. We leave that up to our friends at KGBBQ and the real pros who know how to yeah. do that. Um, that's that's for the pros there. <laughs> but but grilled is is completely different. So that's that's what I'm thinking right now. Is the big thing is going to be a grilled turkey on Thanksgiving. Love it. All right, it's time for a confession. Mm. A confession of mine yeah. that I, I've told nobody on this planet. Oh, not my. a member of my family, my wife, no one. Breaking There's news. no soul on this earth that knows this right now until Alex, this moment. I'm glad you time. feel comfortable enough to share this with all of us. This is a safe space, right? Are you it sure? Is. Are you yes, sure? of course. All right, here's the confession. I've been making notes about my Thanksgiving meal for weeks now. I've been planning this thing for months. I, I started an iPhone note like a month ago, like at the beginning of October. I'm talking uh, sides. I've got links to recipes. I've got timelines. Am I an absolute insane person or, or am I just doing it right? I mean, have you gone to the farm and picked out your turkey yet? <laughs> no, no I have. that's probably the next step, right? Is I have to go run around and like cut its head off too to like really do it authentically. I'm, I'm to- going absolutely insane. I, I used to start these Thanksgiving plans a few weeks in advance, maybe like right about now as we're yeah. all listening. Mm-hmm. But I, I just got a little too carried away with the holidays this year. So like I've already, I've already drawn up the playbook basically. I mean, I feel like this Thanksgiving is maybe we're all feeling a little bit more comfortable to get together with friends and family for it. Maybe a lot of us are vaccinated and we we feel like we can get together in in groups and and do this sort of thing. So I think there is a certain extra level of excitement over this year's Thanksgiving uh, that you can actually like celebrate and be thankful for all the things that we did this year and that we survived two years of the apocalypse now. So we did <laughs> yeah, it. Yes. We did it. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to that indeed. So yeah, I'll have the friends giving the weekend before I'll be making my famous cream corn dish like I do every single year. Uh, and then I'll be doing a, I'm going to do a Cajun kind of Cajun Southern flavored Turkey. 
Mm. at home this Thanksgiving. That's the one remix I am going to give to you. Uh, so those are my Thanksgiving week plans. Uh, in terms of our content, you can take a little look. There'll be some November tailgate content. I am going to say there are some plans that are up in the air right now for our content in the month of November. So that tailgate stop mm, could be in a few different places, but it's definitely going to happen. So look forward to more tailgate tour content this month as well too. But like I said, it's it's just the buildup. I'm, I'm basically counting down the hours to Thanksgiving at this moment. It's going to be a lot of fun. You'll count down the hours to Thanksgiving, and then immediately you need to recount the hours till my birthday and the drop <laughs> of the November episode, which will happen together on November 26th. Oh, wow. That's hmm. a wild one. So we got to do a lot of thinking about what that draft's going to look like next month. There's a lot of options on the table there. Uh, we're going to get back to work brainstorming next month. Until then, follow on Instagram. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, like, and give a review of this podcast, and we will see you next month. Yeah.